0: Then you will truly be success. page. And we know all things work together for the good. to work together. The good. Gotta work together. Oh. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good to those who love God. He has word on your lips. Those who are called Meditate according on day. Nice. according to Be his purpose,
1: to do purpose.
0: Next. it's his purpose Ooh. not
1: mine
0: And we know all things work together for the good Gotta work the good Gotta work And we know all things work together for the good Gotta work the good to those who love God, Jesus, to those who are called oh, according to we his purpose. To purpose. It's his purpose, not mine.
2: It's day six of our 90-day challenge, studying purpose. And today we are continuing in the book of Exodus. Exodus, the 18th chapter, the first through the 24th verse. Now Jethro, the priest of Midian and father-in-law of Moses, heard of everything God had done for Moses and for his people Israel and how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. After Moses had sent away his wife Sapporah, his father-in-law Jethro received her and her two sons. One son was named Jershem, For Moses said, I have become a foreigner in a foreign land. And the other was named Eliezer. For he said, my father's God was my helper. He saved me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, together with Moses' son and wife, came to him in the wilderness where he was camped near the mountain of God. Jethro had sent word to him, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. They greeted each other and then went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law about everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake and about all the hardships they had met along the way and how the Lord had saved them. Jethro was delighted to hear about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel in rescuing them from the hands of the Egyptians. He said, Praise be to the Lord who rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and of Pharaoh and who rescued the people from the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all other gods, for he did this to those who had treated Israel arrogantly. Then Jethro, Moses, his father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and other sacrifices to God, and Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat a meal with Moses, his father-in-law, in the presence of God. The next day, Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, what is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me. And I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses, his father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide themselves that will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. That ends our reading for today. And again, our topic on this particular day, day six is. People over profit. I want you to finish this sentence. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. Good. Now finish this sentence. There is no I in team. And how about this sentence? One cannot go as far as their dream. One must go as far as their team. Precisely. I know without question that you know how important teams are within the reality of leadership or organization. But did you ever wonder how important a team was with regard to purpose? Yes, yes, of course we know that. Of course we know that. And these sayings that I just gave you have been hammered into our psyche for years. But I wonder... If a lot of us are guilty of rushing into the purpose room without asking a pivotal question, who are my people? Who are the people I am called to help? Who are the people I am called to lead? Who will help me accomplish my goals and who will I help accomplish their goals? You see, each question is important. The last question is especially important because we live in a day where most people only see teams as personally beneficial. In other words, I want a team for me and my passion projects. Everybody else has to just kind of figure it out on their own. So there is this lovely idea or a philosophy of team, but there is no reciprocity with team. So I need to be a part of yours, but you never ever need to be a part of mine. And the truth is, we don't always want to pour that same energy and effort that we have for our thing serving somebody else's but the realization of your needs coupled with a willingness to serve in someone else's team is the secret sauce of success you see the principle of sowing and reaping applies to purpose as well if we reap what we sow then what we sow while serving someone else's team we will reap when God allows others to serve ours So if I sow careless, half-baked commitment, I cannot be upset when in my garden, I am surprised with employees that look like how I used to be. The book of Exodus provides countless lessons on purpose, but the greatest one is that purpose is not a one-man show. Purpose is not a one-woman show. Purpose is about collaboration. Moses learned this early on in his leadership tenure when his father-in-law came to check on him. He saw that Moses was worn out instead of telling Moses what he wanted to hear. Jethro told him the truth. He said it bluntly and directly. What you're doing is not good. He bursts Moses's metaphorical bubble and then says three things that are crucial for every purpose passenger to hear. Number one. Firstly, drop off their burdens to God and leave them there. Secondly, show them how to do it themselves. And thirdly, select shareholders. Firstly, drop off their burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Secondly, show them how to do it themselves. And thirdly, select shareholders. The first is important because sometimes we get in the way of God trying to fix everybody else's problems. My therapist reminds me of this all the time. Sean, you are not responsible for their work. You are only responsible for your work. And I agree. If you're going to experience peace and purpose, you've got to learn how to redirect their burdens to the only one who can appropriately fix it. That's what Moses was, the intermediary so that the interventionist can introduce you to the one who can handle it and then get out the way. Moses had to remove himself as the fixer, as the savior, as the judge. And by decentering himself, Moses was able to show them how to get to God for themselves. Now, as much as I love my child, one day she won't be in my home. She will have to figure it out. And in the same way, Trusting God is proven when we back away and allow God to take control. God had capable men and women to carry the load. But if Moses never asked for assistance, he would have been accomplishing purpose grumpy, attitudinal, cranky, sleep deprived, and nobody wants to be around someone who acts like your being there is an inconvenience. Moses also submitted to right counsel and his willingness to submit to wisdom saved him from a nervous breakdown, saved him from a burnout, saved him from blaming God over something he said he wanted to do. So my question to you is this. Who has shown up in your life as an answer prayer, but you keep pushing them away? Why won't you release control? Why won't you ask for help? This is what I know to be true about God. If your vision is contained in and controlled by only what you can do, then your vision is too small for God. When God gives vision, God gives us partners and those partners help us to realize purpose. What's difficult for many Christians, however, is this, that sometimes the people, partners and helpers God sends our way will not be as holy as us. They will not be as spiritual as us. They will not be like Moses, who was clearly close to God because he was on the mountain with God. No, they were at the bottom of the mountain. They had the nosebleed seats in the wilderness, and those at the bottom don't even want to be close to God. They're like, no, Moses, you do that, we good. But God, in his sovereign plan, communicated the instruction to Moses and empowered them to do the work. Exodus 31, which we'll read again tomorrow, tells us that God filled these workers with his spirit. And Exodus 18 tells us that God had the right people in Moses's camp to make the job easier. So if you find yourself exhausted all of the time, maybe you are not reaching for help from the people God has sent your way. Maybe you are trying to tell Jethro what to do instead of submitting to wise counsel and accepting his constructive criticism as loving correction. Some people are not against you. They're telling you in the name of loving correction so that you do not humiliate yourself in the future. So please don't be so committed to working in it that you forget to work on it. You can't go very far doing everything on your own. Eventually, you're going to have to step out on faith and ask God, show me the team you will bring and bring me a team so I can sow. At this juncture in your life, one of two prayers or both. Lord, show me the team you will bring or bring me to a team so I can sow. If God hasn't revealed purpose clearly, nor people for your purpose project, then maybe this is the season to sow. If God hasn't revealed locations, people, projects, prices, then maybe this is your season to sow. While you are waiting for the team, strengthen your mission, revise your vision, practice with family members or close friends until the called team shows up, To help you with complex strategies. I promise you. If you build it. God will bring them. I promise you. If you trust God. God will give. What no dollar can give. But above all that. Make sure you listen as you grow. I believe the most important words from today's scripture verse. Are the first two words written in Exodus 18.24. It says this. Moses listened. Many of us have found ourselves here before. We've heard this same word in church. We have saw a movie and the lesson about trusting a team was prevalent in every scene. You may have even been reading these words and nodding your head, amen, as you agreed to what I said. However, comma, reading it and hearing it does not fulfill purpose. The only thing that will draw us closer if we change our behavior is doing what he said to do. People over profit, obey God without any questions asked. And after it's all said and done, can God trust that you will listen? So your purpose project today is a list of questions. Number one, if you had to list three people with this question, Who is for me? Who is with me? Who are your key players? Write those three names down. The second question is, what teams do you currently serve on? Who else do you serve and contribute your gifts to? Then answer this. Right now, today, who can help you even if you share differences with them? Even if there are more differences than similarities? And finally, who are you overlooking? Because Perhaps they live with you or they appear to be busy or you guys work in completely different fields, but they may be seed sown for this season as it relates to purpose. I want you to take that inventory as we pray. Team of teams and Lord of Lords, thank you for reminding me through your word that I am a human being, not a human doing. I am so excited about all that you have called me to, but help me to have balance in all things. Help me to have work on it time so that I don't drown in it. Your word reminds me to keep the Sabbath and I pray for the strength to trust you by resting and pausing. Guide me so that in every decision I make going forward people will always trump profit in Jesus name. Amen. Going higher
1: in him can you just look down your row and tell somebody I'm going higher say i am Y'all got an excuse, us.